Welcome. You're listening to the podcast of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome back to our Walking in Christ Way podcast, where we take a question and answer from the Westminster Shorter Catechism every week and attempt to give you a five to eight minute explanation of that question's doctrine, as well as its application for life. As we've said before, the purpose of doctrine is to ensure that those who bear Christ's name walk in Christ's way. And so that's our goal, to equip you to walk in Christ's way, to know, love, and serve him in all of life. Our question this week is Westminster Shorter Catechism, question number 34. What is adoption? And the answer, adoption is an act of God's free grace, whereby we are received into the number and have a right to all the privileges of the sons of God. Now, we understand the word adoption because it's a familiar social process in our world. The process of legally taking someone else's biological child and bringing it up as one's own. In the ancient world, the world of the New Testament, adoption typically occurred only among the elite and mainly as a way to ensure that a man who was childless could pass on his name and wealth to the next generation. It ensured the legacy for the adopter and a new social status for the adoptee. It was an arrangement of mutual benefit. The Apostle Paul borrows from that image in his letter to the Romans, the Ephesians, and the Galatians to help us understand our new relationship with God through Jesus Christ. In contrast to the Roman world of Paul's day, however, adoption in the gospel is not about elitism, nor is it about ensuring any kind of legacy for God, the adopter. Adoption in the gospel is about God's desire to enlarge his family and to shower upon that family the full benefits of his fatherly love and care. It's about the expression of God's grace that confers a new status, a new name, and a new trajectory for those who are in Christ. If you remember back last week, we looked at justification. And we said justification is a courtroom metaphor that declares us forgiven. The judge issues a verdict on our behalf, justifying us, based on the imputation of Christ's righteousness to us. We are forgiven because Jesus Christ stood condemned in our place. But now with the doctrine of adoption, we move from the image of a courtroom to the image of a living room, from the blessing of a verdict to the blessing of a family, and from relating to God as a judge to now relating to God as a father. Adoption tells us that we are not only declared righteous like Jesus, but that we are loved like him, that we belong like him, and that we have beautiful new family privileges just like him. In Christ, you are not merely forgiven. You are God's beloved child with whom he is well pleased. And you may be thinking, isn't that true of everyone? Isn't every person a child of God? Maybe you've even heard the language before. We are all children of God. But that's not how the Bible describes our relationship to God. While every person is God's creation and every person bears God's image, sin has broken any kind of familial relationship we might have enjoyed with God. Think about sin as a leaving home for good, as a declaration of independence from God that leaves us permanently estranged from him. And think about the work of Jesus as the work of a faithful older brother who leaves home himself in order to bring us back. 
Adoption, then, is a mark of those who go with Jesus, who return to God, not by earning our place back in the family, but by trusting in that faithful older brother who suffered on our behalf. As John puts it at the beginning of his gospel, to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And that's what our catechism says. Notice that it begins with the exact wording of the previous question on justification. Adoption is an act of God's free grace. That is, adoption is something God does. He does it freely. He does it instantaneously through the work of his true son, Jesus Christ. Just like justification, you don't achieve adoption. You receive it as God's gift. What is the result? We are received into the number and have a right to all the privileges of the sons of God. We are received into the number of God's family. That's what the church is. Church is a family of broken sinners, a family of former runaways, of one-time orphans, that by God's grace are now bonded together as an eternal, forever family. And because of that, you have a right to all the privileges of being God's beloved child. What are those privileges? Well, let me give you four that the Bible names briefly. First, you have the privilege of God's closeness. God is not a distant governing force. God is your father. And not a father who is aloof, distracted, or unconcerned. He wants you to come to him, to be with him, to enjoy him, to talk to him, even about the most mundane stuff of your life. Share life with him. You have the privilege of his attentiveness, intimacy, and closeness. Second, you also have the privilege of God's provision. As a father, as your heavenly father, God is committed to providing for your every need. You can live free from worry and anxiety, knowing that you have a father who will take care of you, who will use his power and resources to so arrange your life that you will never lack for what you need most. Bring your cares to him. Trust him because he cares for you. Third, the other privilege of God's discipline. The privilege of God's discipline. Because God loves you, he is committed to training you for maturity. The writer of Hebrews tells us that God disciplines those he loves, and he chastens every son whom he receives. goes on to say, For the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the fruit of righteousness for all those who have been trained by it. In other words, God uses pain, he delivers pain even, for our good, to train us for maturity. And so you can know that there is no pain that comes into your life that is not purposeful, that is not sifted through the hands of a father who loves you more than you love yourself. Finally, the privilege of God's resemblance. The privilege of God's resemblance. Your father sends you out into the world to bear the family name, to live in such a way that others may know his character, his love, his truth, his mercy. Your purpose today, your purpose today in your family, in your work, in your neighborhood, is to live as a child of God. Everything else in your life, your other roles will shift. They'll shift, but this will not. You will always be God's child, sent out to resemble him, to make him known. Remember that. God is your father. You are his beloved child. 
You have privileges that you cannot lose. They give purpose to all that you do. Now go and walk in Christ's way. Thanks for listening. To find out more about Covenant, please visit covenantpres.com.